bada, 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 swing, bada. Got him looking at the curveball. Let's go around the horn and get the big news in baseball. Okay, so the big news in baseball is what the hell is going on with, with Mookie Betts? In my opinion, like, I I don't know, lots of free agency has already happened. Pitchers and catchers are reporting next week. Is this, you know, the, the, the Astros scandal seems to have maybe dissipated a little bit. They hired a, a GM. Yeah, we'll get to but that in a bit. It, yeah, is this the, the big story in baseball right now? Uh, what's going on with Mookie Betts? And what, what's the best bet? where bets will go well let's break it down the 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 rumors have the dodgers the padres and the braves involved Uh, i i'm always optimistic that there's that mystery team who's the front runner out of those uh for me it's the dodgers um then braves or padres for me it's the braves then the padres i think all three teams have pieces that they can they can use to acquire mookie bats uh, Mookie is an acquirable player. All these teams have what it takes to get him. Now, what it takes to get him, I don't know if that leaves their cupboard bare. Perhaps it does. Perhaps it doesn't. For me, uh, when I look at the Dodgers, I think that they can make this move and and not completely clean everything out. I think they have a really strong farm system with a lot of top-end talent that they could they could handle two or three of those players not being there anymore and really not miss a beat. And that that's kind of the Dodgers, uh, the, the evil empire of the West. That's the Dodgers right now. They have those pieces. Just really quickly, why are the Dodgers and the Yankees so good at spending money and developing? I mean, there's a ton of teams in Major League Baseball that don't have the, uh, the budget that the Dodgers and the Yankees do. And they don't have the the scouting either. Like I, I don't know. Like you, it, it seems you should be like, well, we're going to spend a lot of money, but we're going to suffer in development. The Dodgers and the Yankees seem to be two teams that do both really well. They can shell out a lot of cash, and they're continually turning up all star players. Yeah, they're restocking every year. Um, uh, good decision making, um, good development, good development pieces in place at the lower levels to provide. Uh, the right environment, the right training opportunities. Um, they have the money to pay, perhaps invest in players that are asking for more money. Okay. Um, that other teams will pass on because they don't That's see a the draft. Yeah, yeah. perhaps, and and they don't see the value at that time. And and the Yankees and the Dodgers have the ability to exceed what some other teams are willing to go to on okay. players, so that okay. helps. Um, and they've been able to insulate themselves from um, superstar players perhaps leaving on contract or, or not performing as well as they can, they're able to replace them with younger players coming up. It's so vital in baseball to have a continuous flux of youth mm-hmm. moving and pushing up into the lineup, uh, which both teams have. You know, honestly, I think it's a, a, a touch cyclical. Uh, at one point, the Red Sox were doing this. It seems like they're on the down now with the Mookie Betts, and perhaps this trade will help stockpile for the next few years. Um, you know, we see the Astros, they've got players coming. Um, and at some point here in the next two, three, four years, some of their players will be older, won't be as valuable. Um, and they'll have, they'll get tested to see whether they can continuously do this. So, 
Um, yeah, it's amazing. Honestly, there's a there's a lot to be said about doing a good job in the international free agent mm-hmm. market. Um, you know the the that's the, where that international slot machine yeah, money comes yeah, from, they, right? They, Tokens to the casino. That yeah, I they bring their laptops. They, <laughs> they hang out in the lounge in Macau and <laughs> yeah, they just pull on the one arm band. Complete lottery, right? Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, honestly, I don't know how they're able to do it year in, year out. Um, once you get it rolling, it's easier to keep it rolling. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to, to, to break that threshold. And there's a lot of teams just trying to break that threshold. So Mookie Betts to the Dodgers. How do you feel about that? Do well, Mookie Betts, uh, Mookie Betts is 27 years old. So he's, would you say that's a prime for a yeah, major league baseball player? I think he's probably player? got four or five, like, big time years left. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I'm leery on trading a guy like Gavin Lux in a Mookie Betts deal, but Mookie Betts is in the prime of his career. And as leery as I am about trading uh, a Gavin Lux, I know that the Dodgers have more guys on the way. And, and yeah. we just talked about them being able to do that. I mean, they they gutted a bunch of their team last year, including a guy in Yasiel Puig, who was a prospect that they had developed. So I'm I'm not I'm not concerned terribly. Like, I would not want to be um, dealing some of the pitching that they have coming. And as much as I like Gavin Lux, for a 27-year-old Mookie Betts, I would include him in the deal. Would yeah, you? I, I don't think they need to. And, and as far as the rumors really? are concerned, he, Why, he hasn't been mentioned. I thought, I know he was mentioned when they were talking to the Indians. Right, when, and you know what? You know why that probably is because Lindor's got an extra year on his okay. contract, uh, so, so the price think, goes up. You don't think the Dodgers are going to have to give up Lux to no. get Mookie Betts? Then I'm all in. But you know, but whatever let, it takes. Well, like I said, I, I'm, I'm not touching some of the pitching that the yeah. young. Well, they're looking that they at have. The, yeah, Dustin May and you got Gonsolin. Like I'm not touching Walker Bueller. Like I'm no, not. He's, he's it, not in the ball. You know no. what I mean? Like yep. I don't want to go there. He's established. You know, he's not going Julio anywhere. Urias. Maybe a, a, you know, I'm, I'm leery to trade left hand. To Dodger pitchers, um, yeah, you know they've had some good ones. They've had some good Fernando. ones uh, from from Mexico, especially yeah. right. So, um, if they don't touch their pitching, I'm more okay with you, it. You know what? You you make you're making a great point to how deep this organization is because they don't need to do Bueller, they don't need to do Urias, they don't need to do Lux. They still have they have a top catcher that Kelbert Ruiz. Mm-hmm. They've got Jeter Downs. They've got Gonsolin. They've got May. There's four guys right there. You don't need to give up all four of those guys to right. get bets for a year. There's a real opportunity for the Dodgers to get this guy. And, and for me, for them to add another right-handed bat in with Belly and yes. and uh, Verdugo and Lux and Seager, I mean, yeah. it's a pretty good fit on paper. Well, and they lost out seemingly on a lot. Yes, it this offseason. Like, they would not be going after Mookie Betts if they would have cashed in on some of the guys. If they, that they got were Garrett after. Cole, the, yeah, or, no or Strasburg, yeah. or uh, even some of the bats that were out there. Um, but this is a, so it's like plan B, right? We lost out on these guys. They need something. Like, I, I, why do they need something? Because they haven't won with what they have? Yeah, I, I think the they need something to put them over the top. I need something. I think they need something that can prevent them from Dave Roberts' bad decision-making from last year. Like, you know, they, they, they you know, I, I seriously think... Now, some of that decision-making was on pitching. On the road? In Houston, okay, perhaps? Okay, yeah, I know. But <laughs> what I'm saying is that... And I tongue-in-cheek with Dave Roberts. I'm yeah. still pissed off at some of the decisions he made. Okay, but... Yeah. They, I, I think that just one more bat puts them over the top. I mean, they already scored the most runs in the league. 
Yeah, add Mookie Betts. I mean, but they didn't win. They didn't. They didn't. You're right. And for me, why why did that happen? It's on the bump. You know, we've talked about. Well, this a I think bunch. it's in the manager's office. This is why it happened. Players make the manager look good. Decisions, good decisions, <laughs> makes a manager. Yeah, so to look pl- good from the manager's perspective. If these guys just would have played a little oh, better, come on. <laughs> anyway, I think that I think we're both in agreement. The Dodgers are probably the front runner in this. I agree. Yeah. Now, here's a question I'll ask you: Why are the Red Sox trading Mookie Betts? Why do they seemingly want to get out from underneath this guy? He is 27. He was an MVP not that long ago. He's got one more year. Why are the the Red Sox so eager to trade Mookie Betts? I'll speculate. Okay. Um, the number out there right now is four hundred million for a long term deal. This is a 10, 12, 13 year deal. Um, perhaps they don't feel like they want to go there. Okay. Uh, the longer they wait for this uh, deal, the the less package they get in return. So if they were to wait till July and the deadline. Uh, they get one prospect less than they can get right now. Uh, and so that does matter. Um, and you're, you're looking for controllable players. So one more prospect for six years of control is quite valuable in the commodities business that is baseball. Um, the other, the, and, and that's just reality. So that's not what I'm speculating on. The speculation part is, is there something going on in the, in the room? Is there, is there a disconnect between the franchise and Mookie Betts? Like, it, it just seems like there, there, there was some rumblings at the end of the year when they weren't having success that, you know, maybe, maybe one of the two parties isn't happy anymore. Um, so I don't know. It's, uh, it, it seems strange that you wouldn't want to do everything in your power as yeah. an organization to re up the golden boy. Like it's Mookie Betts. That's what like, I mean. MVP. Like he's like, Big poppy, but small poppy. He's small poppy, yeah. Like he could, he has the smile, the how athleticism. About, the how about big poppy in the uh, Super Bowl oh, commercial it. yesterday? Smart pack. Did you know he lived here? Smart pack. I love the accents on all them. <laughs> like, the, I want to pick name, up that the, accent. Uh, John Ryan. I don't think he has that strong of a wicked accent, does he? He was exaggerating, wasn't That's he? That's Oscar-winning performance. That was, That's yeah. And then Poppy is just uh, awesome. he pops out. It was so good. The garden. The garden? Yeah, I love it. I, I, that's one of my that that skit on Saturday Night yeah. Live with Rachel Dratch and Jimmy Fallon was was one of the funniest. I'll tell you did, what, you, did you see that? They always had the camera. Eh? Like, I want to go to Boston now and just kind of walk around, just hang out, talk to people. No, yeah, that's all I want to do. How now. you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's probably it. If anybody from Boston is watching or listening, they're probably like, "You guys suck at uh, our accents." But and that's why I need to go to Boston to get better at it. Yeah, um, we. Some people say we have an accent in in Canada. I don't think we do, but some people do. Well, we're about it. <laughs> a boot, yep. Um, you know what's a, funny? In college, dude, this this happened to me. So I, I live with Americans. I had some Canadians yeah. down there. And they would come up, and like, let's be real, like North Dakota, Minnesota, like you ain't that far away from Canada, fellas. But, You're like an hour from the border. <laughs> but uh, I remember talking to my roommate, and it had come up a few times, and Dino, I swear to you that I heard myself say a boot. Like I said it you like- You said the, a boot? And it's- it That's was, like a Newfie thing, man. I'm telling you, like it came out, and I was like, holy cow, you're right. We do say it like that, and I think we both were no, you say it. <laughs> I've never said I'm ootin' a boot. That's true, and they over exaggerate <laughs> yeah, our accent. Yeah, of course they. But do. if you heard it in that in that context, you might also experience what I did. What's the one word it. Americans always think we say? 
um, like continually. Not sorry. A. A. That's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. I do. I do find. I did find when I was uh, at Lollapalooza in like 1994, and they were all making. Fun, and then I started catching myself saying A. Yeah. So I do think we do say A a lot. Oh yes, we do. Yeah. Love it. We also have good baseball players. That's where I was going with this one. <laughs> uh, Justin Morneau, congratulations uh, to uh, the former twin. Uh, also. Blue Jay alumni Dwayne Ward, John Olerud, and Montreal-based Expo's legendary broadcaster Jacques Doucet on uh, their selections to the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, we we just celebrated Larry Walker yeah. going into the Baseball Hall of Fame, Cooperstown. Huge. There's some uh, pretty important names for Canadian baseball on this list, whether you're Canadian or not. I mean, we remember John Olerud flirting with 400, right? And the, the totally. special helmet that, that he wore. Was, like, he was a, a very important Blue Jay. That's a special summer in, in baseball history for this country. And um, that was right around the time that, you know, we talked to Coach Hubka about this. When the Blue Jays are doing really well, yep. it inspires the sport to grow. And, and you know, it honestly does. And John Olerud was a part of that. That 400 Jays, that was 93, so I'm 12 years old. Dude, like that was a part of my summer. Yeah. Is is following that, tracking that, like loving it. That's a big reason. That's part of baseball. You know, you ask Jack Cookson from Pro Am Sports, he loves the Kirk Gibson Dodger era, that guy. Yeah. Legendary <laughs> Dodger Kirk Gibson. But you ask him about when the Blue Jays do well, their stuff, yeah. Blue Jay stuff sells really well. Like the playoffs a couple of years ago. Yeah. They, well, they couldn't keep Blue Jay stuff in stock and and that it is very important for our country to have that just quickly john olerud flirts with 400 yep do you think we'll see somebody hit 400 in the next 10 years like how is that one of the almost impossible numbers to hit anymore just because of the way yeah. the game has changed yeah you're right uh great point that the game has evolved out out of the batting average and it's funny like uh, it, it's fine to hit 220 and drop 25 home runs and and i'll give you my pers perspective on that yeah you know like if, if you're hitting in my seven eight hole and that's what you're doing okay yeah great um i don't think you stay up there for long nope. you know you can survive if you're a, not getting on base exactly and and you know whether it's base hit or a walk like walks aren't the same as hits yeah well you're getting on base and so they do pay you for ops yes so at 220 you have to really be getting on base at a 350 clip because yeah. you need to push 800 in the OPS. Otherwise, you're, you're, sticking re around. you're replaceable. Yeah. Because any, you're just a you're just a, a any, person. Yeah. Any yeah. incremental movement upward is a potential adjustment to the team's right. war, meaning more wins. So, um, I think the batting average is important in the sense that it, it it gives you an idea of the quality of at bats that you're having. Well, yeah, and listen, if you're hitting in like high th threes, like you're an exceptional. It's it's yeah, it, you're, it tells you're getting you on you're base like four, forty percent of the time. Quick question: Yes, you're sitting at a batting average of four oh one. I play the going next into day. the final game of the season. Play? Oh yeah. Do you know how much respect you would lose around the league if you oh, sat out, dude? Yeah. I mean, Ted Williams, this is Ted Williams. He yeah, did that. He that's played, what I mean. Got, what was he, two for six or three for six or something that day? And that's what people talk about still. They, they still, people yeah. still talk about that. Yeah, I mean, you're going out guns blazing, man. And that, like, that's, a, you're a baseball player. It, you, it's a, you, can, you have to, play. how yeah. could you not play? You love the game. I, I, I mean, I'm playing. A, thankfully, 
or unthankfully, I never had to make that decision, but well, I'm playing, yeah. dude. Like, You'd play it, yeah. I, I would, mean, too. I, like, like Pete you know, Rose. Pete Rose got one of my favorite quotes of all time. He'd walk through hell in a gasoline suit to play baseball. Yeah. You know, that's a gamer. He's, he would do that now just to be involved in <laughs> yeah, baseball. Yeah. And that's a discussion for a different day, which he probably should be involved in baseball. Oh, we put that on the to-do list yeah, for we'll, one of we'll our next shows. put that on the list. Okay, uh, quickly, um, because we do have to get to our guest, but... Uh, you have a few more players uh, yeah. that are coming in. So it's been a really good week for you guys with the hair mask here and you're trying to raise some money and you've also been able to corral a few players. We have, uh, pull it up here. We've got uh, Jesse Garcia uh, from the, the, University, the Concordia University of Nebraska. Mm. Uh, it's an NAI program. I had a chance to, uh, to see this program play last spring in Tucson uh, when I went down there to do some scouting and recruiting. Uh, met their head coach, uh, really good guy. Coach Dupik's an awesome dude. Uh, actually set this up with his assistant who uh, late in the fall, like Christmas time, signed, signed I think with the Twins actually. So maybe Coach Hubka knows him, hmm. uh, but moved on. So uh, he kind of quarterbacked this. Anyway, Jesse Garcia, uh, he'll, he'll be a corner guy, probably mostly first base. Um, great kid again like they all are right um work ethic uh, cage rat weight room guy um loves the game uh loves hitting balls hard mm-hmm. dino um this kid's got special power and he was in in uh, i can't remember the exact name of this like the youth long ball championship or home run derby that was a production like there's a ton of kids at Marlins Park in Miami, hmm. and I've got video. It's a really cool video. It's it's too long to put out there, um, dude. He was hitting balls like 450, you know, 380 in Marlins Park. Jeez. From the like, and these balls are a lot. Like you're watching like a home run derby. I mean, this we might have to get like, this up on the YouTube channel. He was 17 at this. That's point. incredible. Um, you know, so I I, I, I don't want to put too much pressure on him and pump his tires. He's a, he's a power-hitting type player. If he catches one, it's gone, yeah. uh, which is great for us. Good for your ballpark because yeah, you need he, to catch one yeah, to, you gotta, to you gotta, send it out. Yeah, get a hold of that. So, um, you know, we see Jesse hitting in the middle of our lineup. Like I said, he's he's a good kid. He, he loves the game, which which I really love when I've talked to him and, and messaged with him. Uh, you could just feel that passion. And he's a student of the game, which I really love as well. Um, so he's going into his sophomore year at, at Concordia University in Nebraska. Um, had really good power numbers as a freshman. And, you know, obviously he would love to increase those numbers. So would we. Uh, we're we're going to be really happy tracking him in this spring. Okay. Uh, and I've got a, also a pitcher signed uh, from the Okanagan College. Nice. Uh, we had Coach White join us on yes. the podcast uh, a few episodes ago. Uh, this pitcher's name's Chris Wislow-Blocky. He is from uh, Toronto. Ontario, so we've got a Canadian kid coming in from the Okanagan College. You know what, Chris is a a, a big body uh, kind of a gamer mentality, and and for me, when I get pictures from Coach White, we were roommates, we were teammates. I know what Coach White's all about, um, and I know what his pitching staff's all about because I used to coach against them. Yeah. Um, you know, Chris is one of those guys that steadily improved since day one of entering in college baseball. He's going to be a big part of their rotation. Uh, Okanagan College has a, a a bunch of arms that are, as the baseball players would say, dirty. Mm. Uh, you know, fastball changeup, a little breaking ball, works quick, get after you mentality. You'll see that presence on the mound. 
um, you know, big body, like I said, and, and he's an attack mode guy, which I love. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're obviously recruiting uh, to find guys that want to challenge hitters and, and have them go sit down. Uh, and he's one of those guys, so I think he's going to be a great addition. He loves playing basketball. Nice. He's, he's teammates with Brendan Luther. He's a returning player. I think we maybe see them shoot some, shoot some hoops together and get get some outside the game competition. And, cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to having him. Uh, you know, we we want to stack our team up with competitive guys, and he is one of them. Awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the the new lineup uh, when it uh, when it finally takes no, shape. Me too. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, spring training starts like next week. Pitchers and catchers reporting. You're around the corner, and we're gonna do something fun this year. We're gonna have more of the details next week, but yeah. we just want to let everybody know we're gonna start a prospects baseball show, fantasy baseball league. Come and get it. Come and I get am Dino. So pumped. Come and get Dino. Knock him down. We, Dude, you, are we going to be able to talk as freely then? Because now we're we're in competition. Well, that's going to be up to you. You know, I'm I'm always for the good of the show. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a little bit more of a team player, maybe in okay. that respect. I don't know. Maybe you're you want to keep all the good news well, to you, yourself. It's funny because a, a good friend of mine uh, that we we're in the same hockey draft, so uh, I told him about this idea. He's like, "Yeah, for sure, I'd love to be it." And I think he was the first winner of our contest back in the summer. Oh for two yeah, tickets. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, this friend of mine. Uh, <laughs> he said he wanted to be in and we were texting about like okay keep an eye on this yeah. guy and i'm giving him hey i think this guy's an up and coming you know he's, he's a bounce back guy you want to think about him and then we, we met up last week and i was like hey look you know i don't i don't know if i can be talking to you as freely <laughs> as i as we used to about these things if you're going to be in yeah. this fantasy baseball league yeah our friendship might have to change because we're going to be competitors. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we're going to try to do the draft at the the ballpark. Yep. We've got a lot of good ideas. We're going to have a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, so we'll have more news on that next week. We'll have more details what we're going to do. But just to let you know, uh, if you do want, if you are interested in being in the uh, Prospects Baseball Show Fantasy League, uh, just uh, drop us a line. Uh, you can email us at prospectsbaseballshow at gmail.com. That's uh, Prospects Baseball Show at gmail.com. And you can uh, get in the game with us in the Prospects Baseball Show Fantasy League.